0: I'm an old guy now, but I recall high school, and I recall looking around and seeing all the pretty girls in high school, and I didn't know at that time that a lot of the prettiest girls in high school were sitting at home alone on Friday and Saturday nights without a date. I guess I just assumed, as a guy, that they were the pretty girls in high school, and probably had the high school football quarterback and the, the sports heroes asking them out every week. But later, when I became an adult, I came to find out that a lot of them sat home every Friday and Saturday night. And the reason was, because they were the pretty girls in high school, nobody asked them. People were afraid to ask them. People were intimidated by them and didn't ask them out, so they sat home alone on Friday nights. The reason I mention that about girls sitting home alone because people were afraid to ask is because last night I got confirmation from someone who I have followed for several years and admired from afar Someone I thought, what an amazing person this is. I got confirmation last night that they are available to come and speak at my church in a couple of weeks. And there are churches on this island, churches in my town, who would love to have this speaker, this, this person come to their church. But he's coming to my little church. And I think the reason that he's coming is because I dare to ask. It's just that simple. I ask. We've had several times over the past few years, guests, groups and guest individuals to come and speak at our church that people go, how on earth did your little church get that person to come? We would love to have them in our church. And I go, did you ever ask them? They go, well... No, because we're small or we're insignificant or we felt like they were too big shot for us or they were too important for us or they were probably busy. And I keep going back to, but did you ask? You just have to ask sometimes. If you ask, you may be surprised to find that they have gaps in their schedule and they're perfectly willing to come to your small church or your small event And that they're not that unaccessible and that they're not that difficult to get close to. They're just waiting for an invitation. I'll give you a couple of caveats, a couple of um, suggestions from someone who's been there, done that, about how to ask and how to get someone that you think is above your level to come to your small church to preach, sing, do whatever they do in ministry. And I'll just lay those out there for you. The first piece of advice I'll give you is to be up front. Don't make your church sound bigger or more important than it really is. If you're a small church, be up front and say, we're a small church. We make no apologies for being a small church. That's who we are. I know that you could get an invitation from a larger church and probably uh, have a greater impact with more people there, but we're a small church and we're asking you and we'd like for you to pray about it or consider our request and see if you have an opening and would be willing to come. You might be surprised. I've actually learned from some of these occasions that some of these uh, in-demand speakers, singers, performers, whatever. Some of them actually like to go to a small church. They prefer to go to a small church. They depend upon the large churches for financial support and um, part of their schedule, but they really, truly do not mind coming to a smaller venue. So be upfront. And the second piece of advice that I might give you is to do something that I learned when I was a salesman for many years, and that is under-promise and over-deliver. Don't make big promises that you're gonna be unable to keep. Don't promise a certain amount of people. Don't promise um, you know, a certain level of whatever. Uh, set your expectation bar very low and then exceed it a lot. Um, We had a group that came to our church that were pretty much in demand, and when they came, they were absolutely blown away by uh, how overwhelmed they were by the level of hospitality that they received, and the, the kind of attention to detail that they received, and the professionalism of our team that they received, all of that, because we set the bar very low. We had them coming in with a very low expectation level, and then... Blew them out of the water with the way we delivered that that level. So, um, under promise and over deliver. I would also suggest that you don't apologize. Don't go in saying, well, you know, we're tiny and it's, it's a summer, so a lot of people are on vacation and traveling. So, there may be less people here than we normally have or... Uh, I really apologize for this or I'm sorry about this. Don't do not do that. You are who you are. Be who you are. Be proud of who you are. Be okay with who you are and um, just see what happens. If you've invited them and you've prayed about it and you've pondered this and they've prayed about it and they show up, then they're where they're supposed to be and you have who you're supposed to have there. That's all that really matters. None of that other stuff really matters too much. So don't apologize under promise, over deliver, and be very upfront about the size of your church and what the expectation level is. Then I would suggest that you do the best that your little church is able to do to take care of them. I spoke at a church um, in Georgia that this was years ago. I got invited to a church not of my denomination to come and speak, I showed up at the church and I was met by an associate pastor who took me to a nearby hotel and checked me in and the church had taken care of my hotel bill and some other accommodations and they treated me with honor. They treated me like a special guest. If your church can afford to do that, then by all means do that. If you can't afford to do that, but you can provide a really generous honorarium, then do that. If there's other ways that you can bless your guest, then do that. We always try to make sure that the guest is provided an honorarium and that they have a designated host to take care of their immediate needs and to kind of run interference for them. And we try to make sure that either I or some person on the staff is designated to make sure that they have transportation from their Hotel or the place they're staying to the venue where we meet and I try to Include them in my lunch plans for the day if that fits into their schedule all of those things make an impression And they make a difference with the with the visiting guest Finally I would just suggest that you communicate with any of these invited guests as much as possible in writing so that there are clear expectations that are written and not just verbal. But I would also suggest that you have a voice or FaceTime exchange with them in which you hear their voice, they hear your voice, they hear your heart, they speak to you. But as far as the written communications, set the expectations clearly up front let them know so that there are no surprises you don't like surprises as a leader they don't like surprises as someone coming in to minister at your church if you get a clear set of expectations up front there should be very little uh, miscommunication it's real easy to sit down and make some bullet points and outline it and say here's where we meet here's what time we begin Here's what time I would request that you arrive in advance of our meeting time. Um, The schedule will look like this. Here's the order of our service for that day. Um, We will provide the following and give them Um, what to expect as far as an honorarium or some form of compensation for their time. Give them some idea of what to expect in terms of your technical capabilities to support their ministry and what they do. And then ask them for their expectation level in return. I would also give you a little hint from my days as a co-producer of a concert series of Christian concerts. If you get a multi-page contract writer, then you might want to run. We used to get contract writers from groups that would come in to perform uh, Christian concert series. And some of them were quite normal expectations. This is the kind of sound equipment that we need to support what we do. That's an expectation that's perfectly fine. And some of them had things like... um, When we come off stage, we want two large pepperoni pizzas, freshly delivered, and a case of Dr. Pepper and, you know, red jelly beans in a bowl. Uh, Those kind of things are ridiculous, and you should immediately push back on those and say, we're not going to be able to provide that. That's just not going to happen. Set the expectation level very clearly up front. Have some communication back and forth so that when your guests arrive, they arrive at the time you expect. You have provided the things that they expect, and then you can get out of the way and get the logistical stuff out of the way and allow the Lord to minister through them in the way that they would like to. So that's just a little practical. Advice for some of you about inviting people that you think are too big and important or visible or well-known for your small local church? You might be surprised, just ask.